When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Country Music Television airs a star-studded tribute to the late Charlie Pride tonight. I spoke with the country legend in 2018 about his fascinating career, from his early days playing baseball to becoming the Jackie Robinson of country music with hits like Kissin' Angel Good Morning. Uh, Mr. Pride, it's an honor. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Thank you, Jason. Thank you very much. A lot of our listeners, you know, they, they they obviously know your music over the decades, but they might not know your your baseball ties. I know you're a partial owner of the Rangers now, um, but but take us back. Uh, remind, tell our tell our listeners who might not be familiar with your baseball roots of uh, being a nice little ball career there. No, I came out of Mississippi and I was sledge playing with the Memphis Red Sox, and uh, I ended up uh, uh, my my mother signed for me to. Uh, with the Yankees in 19, I was a teenager, and they sent me to Rio Vista, California, and I, that, 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 uh, that, that game was up and down with me. I, I got a chance to get looked at it in 1961 by the, the, uh, the, the, uh, Los Angeles Angels. Uh, my, uh, my, my, most of my experience was spent, I, I was just behind, playing behind in the old Negro League, but Hank Aaron, Ernie Banks, and, uh, and uh, and and Willie and Willie Mays, I was just behind them about a year or so, because I played with Memphis Red Sox and and uh, I went up and played in the uh, Iowa State. Iowa State was a semi pro type thing. Uh, Al B. Pearson and different ones was a good team up there. But, but what I did, I tried to work and make the work. I tried to make the Memphis Red Sox team that year, and I didn't make it. So a guy put together a, a black team to go up in uh, a guy by the name of Jim Ford to play up in uh, Iowa, and uh, I played in the Wallach, Iowa, which was Andy Williams' home. Wow. <laughs> Had all black, all black team up there, and uh, we got up there, but we didn't. Uh, we were playing on percentages, and I about starved up there. Some I pull up weeds, and we would eat the bottom bottom of them sometimes. But I don't, I don't want to remember that anymore. I don't I like to forget about all that. But but what what had happened? They came. We didn't win nothing. It, it would rain buckets, you see. And then we we, we 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 didn't have no money. So anyway, the it was a popcorn king up there took over the team, and he started giving us money to eat on. But what happened is that we didn't win nothing once we started playing, and so. Uh, the guys went back to the Memphis Red Sox and and, and uh, they raided the whole pitching staff. So that's when I went back and I got me a job and I was there for good. So that that happened there. So I played uh, up and down, up and down. But like I say, uh, uh, during that particular time, my mother signed uh, a contract for me to go out to Rio Vista, California, for with the Yankees, and I when they sent me to. Uh, Boise, Idaho, and from Boise, Idaho to Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, and from Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, back to 
uh, to Memphis, and I, I hurt my cracked my elbow back in 1956, and uh, that kind of did me. And I had all three. I had all three ones, what you call the hammer, the hook, and the chain. But now you, but they they didn't have no. They didn't have no Tom, Tommy John type thing. Once you heard it back in those days, you, so I developed me a good knuckleball, and uh, I was just going through some things here before you call, before we, uh, before you all call, uh, and I've just found something I've been looking for a long time. I, you know, I did uh, three Super Bowls. Uh, I, I definitely did uh, two. I got them right here, but I think I did three Super Bowls and four World Series uh, during the time, you know, during my time of. Uh, uh, of being in, uh, segueing out of that into singing. <laughs> yeah, well, we're glad you segue, but in a way, you're basically the Jackie Robinson of country music. That's my segue. I mean, you know, nowadays we have Darius Rucker and Jimmy Allen, a bunch of African American country singers coming up now. But do you take a special pride in, in being the pioneer there? Well, uh, yeah, I, you know, the difference of you know people that want to interview me, you know, and I, one of them might say, "Well, Charlie, how does it feel? How does it feel to be the Jackie Robinson of country music?" Or, "Charlie, how does it feel to be the first colored country singer?" Uh, "Charlie, how does it feel to be the first Negro country singer?" Uh, "Charlie, how does it feel to be the first black country singer?" Uh, "How does it feel to be the first Afro American country singer?" I said, "I feel the same way when I was colored." And that, that's the way I answer. And I said, and of course, I said, well, which one you are? I said, that's four of them. In the five, I said, I'm a staunch American. I said, but I understand why you ask that. I said, but now, the reason, the difference in Jackie Robinson and I, he was specifically picked to do what he did. I wasn't picked. See, my understanding is that uh, Branch Rickey brought him in. He had that great uh, season at Montreal. They brought him in and set him down. And I said, hello, N-word. They called him that. And he looked at me and said, you wonder why I said that, didn't you? Uh, now, this is what was given to me. He said, well, you're going to hear that a lot. You're going to be, this is Jackie Robinson, Branch Rickey talked to him. Said, you're going to hear that a lot. Now, what are you going to do about it? He says, uh, well, it was kind of a pause. And he said, well, what you're going to do, you're going to take your baseball, you're going to take the bat and the glove, and you're going to win it that way. He said, if you don't make it, the others are not going to make it. So that's what was given to me. So that's the difference. But I didn't, nobody came and sat me down and said, hey, N-word, you're going to go in and be the, uh, country music. Now here's what you got to do. I'm, 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 I went, I went into it by by choice. You see, so that's the difference. But but do but being the in that position of being the first in that the other category of being there. Uh, uh, but uh, there was a different different ball game uh, the way I went into country music than him. Absolutely. And I want I want to I want to point something out too, uh, Jason. Is that uh, do you have any idea how many uh, black uh, American uh, players are in the major leagues today. You got a lot of Latinos from Dominican oh, Republic. I got you. You got your Caribbean, yeah. Yeah, but you got you got maybe a little better than seven percent. Now this man went like Brent Tricky told him to go play and play. He did all that breaking the barriers and all that stuff. And uh, I said to my my grandson, he he could have been just as good a baseball player as he was a basketball player. Here's what I said to him. I said, I said, Carlton, I said, Tom Hicks gave Alex Rodriguez $252 million in, in baseball. I said, why you, I said, you, he said, no, he said, I want to play basketball and football. No, he said, basketball. He said, the girls all follow basketball. I said, but you can attract a lot of girls with $252 million. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, it's that kind of thing, and and I I just it just I feel kind of bad to see how much he gave, meaning uh, Jackie Robinson, and 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 the and the amount the amount of uh, 
American blacks that's in the major leagues. It just it's, to me, it's just it's stunning. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. It gravitates to other sports, like the story you just said. So yeah, all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world, and the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Um, well, I have to, it's probably another question you've heard a billion times, but take me into your memories of when you first uh, read Ben Peters' song, Kiss an Angel, Good Morning, and memories of recording that. Well, uh, I didn't know how big, you're right. I didn't know how big it was going to be, but I just remember how much I loved it when I heard it. And uh, But I had no idea it would do what it did, but I couldn't wait to get in the studio, Jason, and I'm glad that uh, I went in there and did that. Uh, do you think the, the secret is the pause after you've got to, and then there's that little pause, and then you hit it? I, that, to me, does that make it, or what, what about the melody do you think works for it? Well, I'm in the business of selling lyrics, feelings, and emotions. I try to sell all that in one package and, and how I phrase it. And, and, and uh, I try, that's what I try to sell, the whole package, you see. Yeah. That's what you have to try to do. And so, uh, for, for example, I only had one, that was the only million selling single I ever had. But Jack, uh, Jack Clement was my producer, and he said, Charlie, he said, these songs we're cutting right now, in 50 years, they're going to still be playing them. <laughs> and I looked at him, and he, he says, uh, and and I, he kind of right spot on, you know. And I go back now and listen to some songs that I didn't quite want to record, you know. But he did most of the picking of the song. But he let me. He would let me explain what I liked and didn't like. So uh, that that to me, I, I go back and say, oh, that was pretty good. I thought I didn't think that was that good back then. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I listen at my album, so you know, I go back. I got fifty. So 500 and some songs, and I go back and I say, hey, that wasn't too bad. <laughs> and that's the, way I'm, that's, that's the way I'm living it out now, by going back and, and listening to what, what, uh, what we did. And uh, so uh, I've got a new, uh, new album now called Music in My Heart, and, and uh, my fans, a lot of time they'll say, is he singing to a track? He sounds the same. <laughs> Same guy. Well, everyone, uh, yeah, everyone go check out that new album. And then uh, just to, to localize it, Streets of Baltimore, um, since we are a D.C. station, uh, a lot of listeners are up yeah. in Baltimore, too. Um, I know there's been a ton of versions of this, cover versions of this song, but I think yours might be my favorite. But memories of recording that one. And well, uh, uh, you know, Bobby Baird is a real good friend of mine, and I was working on this. Satellites. I lived in Montana one one month, saw short of ten years in Montana. My two youngest kids were born in Montana, and I was working the, the silos and the you know uh, uh, that I was with the, the missile sites up there. And he came, uh, meaning he uh, Bobby Bear, and and uh, he had Detroit City, and 
I heard that he came in. They paid him four hundred dollars that night. I think he did thirty, thirty-five minutes. So I said, "He said he'll be in Billings." That was in Great Falls, Billings. The next guy I said, "Boy, that's eight hundred. I said, "Ooh, if I could get that kind of money." But I was singing locally, you see, and uh, and working on those missile sites. So uh, I, I recorded Detroit City on my first uh, album. My first uh, uh, Jack Clement, my producer, he picked out that one and. All the big hits, and uh, and that was my first. And I never will forget the the, the number on RCA. It was thirty six forty five. And so so that I, I recorded that, and uh, Detroit City, and, and of course Bobby Bobby Barrett. He caught He recorded the streets of Baltimore too, and I recorded that. Uh, so, but I don't try to. Uh, I just pick what I like and like to record myself, and I cut a lot of things that uh, of people that I admire. You know, I did a triple, I did a tribute album to Jim Reeves. I did a tribute album to Hank Williams. So, uh, but I do my own phrasing, and uh, and as I say, I try to I, I tell people the best I can explain my voice and my projection, and what I try to do is I sell lyrics. The feelings and emotions. I try to shove them all out there and let let them do what I see they do to them all these years. I think what was it? Whoopi Goldberg on the View the uh, the other day was trying to endorse you as a Kennedy Center honor, and that would get you to DC. Yeah, I got a, I got a chance to see that. I, she she's a big fan of mine. I I want to tell you a little story. We we uh, I didn't meet her out there, but I I was there, and I'm going to explain that to you. Uh, her and uh, Andy Williams, Red Buttons. Uh, and uh, James Corbin, the uh, actor, and uh, and myself uh, went out to the Milton Berle birthday bash out in California. And just as I was going to try to meet her, uh, I, I was going to go over. Uh, I, I was going. I was going over to him, and I was going to try to meet her. She was went and saw somebody else. She said hi to, her, and I, I. I so I didn't even get the chance to see either one of them. <laughs> uh, somebody else grabbed me and. Uh, so, but to make a long story short, I, just, I, I received the Pioneer uh, Lifetime Pioneer Award in, in in New York, and she made a big spiel about about me there. And the next thing you know, I was on the show on the, on the View. And uh, so uh, I was just uh, the other day what you were just talking about. I saw what she said. She couldn't believe that I hadn't been uh, um, the Kennedy a uh, Kennedy Center honor. I hadn't been honored there. And she said, "I don't believe this." So she said, "She's gonna work on this." So I, I saw that, and then uh, so she told me too that she want me. They they want me back on the view too sometime early, awesome. soon rather. Awesome. Well, we really appreciate it. You've been generous with your time, so we'll let you run. But uh, my grandparents, seriously, they're, you're their favorite. They've seen you a million times. Do you mind giving them a shout out, Lewis and Nelda? <laughs> well, I'd like to appreciate them being a fan, Lewis and Nelda. I hope someday you'll get a chance to. To see my show, we got probably show even now better than we ever had. So that's not a brag. You were the guy said, no brag, just fact. There's a uh, Walter Brennan. There's <laughs> no brag, just fact. So so that's if they ever come, they're gonna see a real good show. Awesome. Well, thank you, Charlie Pride, everybody. Again, we'll we'll keep up the Kennedy Center honors pressure for you, sir. Thank you so much. Okay. 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 <laughs> thank you. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.
I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.